0: Where is he? That's a hell of a good question, Anchor. Now would be a really good time for me to play Brian Adams, please forgive me. But uh, because of the glitches in the Anchor app and not wanting to play songs really smoothly, I won't be doing that because I didn't want to disrupt my station here. But pretend it's playing right about now. It's been at least seven days. I think it's been seven days uh, since I was recording on Anchor. In fact, it might have been last Saturday, so just short of seven days. And I'll ask once and I won't keep bringing it up. You've just got to forgive me. This week has been a hell of a crazy week with work. Things have been really busy and I've been, uh, I don't want to make excuses, but just tired and the... uh, priority list of things to do uh preceded me getting on here on anchor even recording even as being how easy it is for me to get on here and record um i just had too much things in my mind and i just didn't want to blabber on about the stuff that uh probably wouldn't be exciting to talk about but it's friday morning and everyone loves a friday and i'm sitting here drinking my coffee before i head off to work and um definitely inspired and missing the anchor community. A lot's changed on here. In fact, a lot's changed in the world. Uh, in Australia, Sophie Monk uh, picked Stu as her bachelor over Jared. Uh, to Jared's tears and crumbling, uh, the poor bloke lost out. Uh, he did not win the love of his life, uh, and the world over is now watching him. Um, he he fell hard, very very quick for her. Um you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve and, um, you know, hope he does well. And I didn't watch the whole series. I watched like one episode. So I'm, I'm talking like I'm like <laughs> fully into the show. But uh, it's all over the news that, um, you know, Jared didn't win. And uh, I'm pretty sure his name's Stu. Stu's the guy who won. So apparently for someone who wanted a, a normal guy to settle down and have a family with and, um, you know, kids and everything like that. Uh, it turns out that uh, Sophie Monk wanted to choose someone who has uh, a very wealthy lifestyle and apparently can't have kids anyway. Uh, so don't know how that works, but uh, Good luck, Jared. Good luck. In other news though, last night I tried, I think it's called Chai Time. I'm not sure if anybody else has got that in other parts of the world. uh, You've probably got some equivalent of it. It's like a uh, cold iced uh, green tea or black tea. I'm pretty sure you can get them milky as well. Uh, Different flavored teas and they put these pearl things inside them that are almost like jelly balls or you can think you get like jelly cubes and crystals and stuff in the bottom of them. Uh, and people rave on it. We've got one that's opened up brand new in a uh, shopping mall slash shopping shopping center uh, not far from us. And I ordered a lychee and... Oh, what was it? Lychee green tea with ice cubes and the pearls inside. Um, I liked the tea part, but those round jelly ball things are... just didn't really, I don't know, they just kind of added an unusual texture. So my son ended up finishing off the beverage. Um, He ended up having the other half because I just, yeah, didn't really, just didn't, this just feels weird. Like you get this, you get the cup and the way they present it's cool. Like it's like, it's get this, they make the drink up and then they seal the top of it with like this thing that you're not supposed to peel away, but me being, um, you you know, didn't really know how to use it, I started to peel it away before my wife pretty much slapped my hand away and said no, and then you've got to pierce the straw through the top. And the straw's like a centimetre in diameter. It's like a big straw so it can suck up all these jelly balls out of the drink as well. Um, And you just get this unusual mix of cold iced tea and these pearl jelly ball things. I think they're made of like... Tapioca or something whatever they call it, um, so I wasn't a fan of that part of it, but if it had like the jelly crystal cube things, I'd probably go them because they're probably easier just to like chew, but I don't know that's a bit of a story it doesn't really have any relevance or anything like that, but I just wanted to share the new beverage that I drink because it's the first thing that can come to mind, considering I'm a bit scratchy and haven't been on here for like six days. My anchor games like sloppy i don't even know why i said it like that loser overall though life is really good we've got our final inspection well i hope it's our final inspection book for wednesday next week which we're super excited about on the countdown hanging by the inbox waiting for the email to tell us that our occupation certificate is ready so we can make the move So that's a super exciting thing. Um, As I said, work's been pretty full on. I think today's a little bit of a lighter day, uh, so I can just focus on doing some normal tasks and uh, winding out the week uh, in a smooth way. Today's Friday, which means it's Friday night dinner. And Friday night Szilagyi dinner is the best day of the week. So it's gonna be a good day to just chill out uh, and relax before we wind into the weekend, which I'm eagerly keen for. I'm enjoying the weekends And evenings so much more now that I've uh, stopped doing night shift work uh, a few years ago. It took a long time for me to kind of readjust to uh, backing out of night shift and, you know, being awake from 10 o'clock at night till 10 o'clock the next morning. Um, But I'm just, yeah, just, it really leaked into at the time home life and, and, Weekend life and chilling life, and now I'm just really enjoying the fact that I've got it back and just balanced a lot more. So uh, I'm just yeah, I'm keen for that. Other in other news, my wife looks at me strange nearly every night because she will walk into the lounge room and she sees me sitting on the lounge with a notepad, pen, a uh, electronic textbook, and a calculator, and I'm sitting there crunching uh, calculus and algebra. So she thinks I'm weird at the moment, uh, and I have to keep reminding her, uh, you know, I'm, I'm uh, a scientist uh, inherently, so <laughs> it doesn't leave me, and I've, you know, always been interested in that kind of stuff, um, but still refreshing over it. You know, I often test things out. Sometimes I get this uh, excitement to do something or bring something back out or retry something that I, you know, that I used to do before. Um, you know, if it lasts like a day, because I tend to be very choppy with stuff like that, um then you know i'll know that it's not worth pursuing but i've been doing this now for almost two weeks uh so i'm really enjoying it and starting to think about where i want to take my learning lessons again my my academic background uh it in the next decade or so so That's a little bit interesting. Stimulates my brain a bit more and it's helping me kind of think a little bit more in tune and be able to, I don't know, just recall stuff a lot better. I think just exercises the brain. The biggest thing is exercising the brain. um, Just because I think as you get older and you have to kind of remember lots of different things, particularly with work, I don't know if anybody else experiences this, but particularly with work, you know, if your job requires you to remember a lot of different stuff and be spatially separated across like an entire process, and operation, um, if your job requires that. You have to remember a lot. Uh, and at times, it's you gotta to, got to get into the habit of being able to bank certain things and certain facts and certain instances and occurrences with any job um, and be able to recall them ad hoc. And what I found was is that general memory outside of all of that was just being a little bit sloppy and it just wasn't as sharp. Uh, so hopefully, if anything, Uh, getting my brain to think a little bit more helps with that. Uh, I don't know if it's an age thing. I mean, I'm not old. I'm only like 31. Um, (laughs) I don't know. But anyway, I'm going to start rambling. Oh, yes. And I forgot. Kids worldwide will be extremely happy this Christmas because the Tamagotchi was also re-released. Tamagotchis were huge when I was in primary school. Um, If anybody doesn't know what a Tamagotchi is, it's like a little keychain Device thing that has like a little tiny LCD screen that's about two centimeters by two centimeters. Usually, it has like two or three buttons on it, maybe four, uh, and you'd basically have this digital pet that would crack open inside the uh, inside the little keyring, and you'd have to basically raise this little Pokemon-looking thing up until uh, it grows big, and you'd feed it, you'd clean it, you'd wash it, you'd play with it, you'd. If it was naughty at the time, you'd even smack it. I don't think that would have made it back in today, with everybody freaking out and being offended with everything. Um, But yeah, like it uh, was—it was a huge thing. And in primary school, back in like the, it would have been the nineties. It was huge, and twenty years later now, I think it is near the marks. I think it's the twentieth anniversary now. uh, They've re-released it, so. Uh, I think a lot of kids are going to be excited around Christmas time uh, if Santa Claus brings it to them Um, (laughs) so look I'm going to wrap it up and finish off my coffee before I uh, head out the door for a day's worth of work and I'll probably hopefully check in later on the day when I have something uh, exciting to talk about other than the bachelorette, tamagotchis and uh, iced tea Oh, thank you. Okay, get this. Yesterday, uh, and this everybody probably does this, except they probably do it with cat videos, and I don't do it with cat videos. But, you know when you're on the internet and you kind of read something or you see something and then all of a sudden you just go into this spiral where you just dig and dig and dig? Well, I tend to do that with... uh, uh, Facts and history and things that happened or people or something like that, and you probably recall I had I had talked about the uh, the I can't even remember the name now the baths uh, the baths that are somewhere in the states I can't remember the name it's escaping me anyway. Um, last night I saw a picture uh, of these six different jobs that were. Uh, that's people in Sydney used to do when they uh, would work and these were things like uh, sweepers of the streets uh, that they called them at the time block boys um, where they would basically go around and sweep up uh, all the horse poo because back, you know, back in the uh, late 1800s, I think it would have been the early 1900s uh, when there wasn't um, people driving cars and there was horses and carts around, someone would have to do that. And they'd basically resell that uh, manure, uh, re- resell it back to the public as manure. Um, there was different jobs like people throwing waste out to the ocean, um, clock cleaners um, of this big clock that sits on a tower. Um I mean there was just lots of different jobs but nonetheless there was uh, one particular thing that led me to go down the rabbit hole and research into what lies beneath Sydney. And I've heard many stories, there's tours and stuff like that that you can do across Sydney because Sydney has a very rich, uh, rich history and a lot of it is under the ground. You can't even see it. Um, his- when you come to Sydney, if you ever come here, you'll see that in the city, There's lots of modern buildings, but then you've got these old, historic, like old buildings that are like heritage listed looking things. Um, And some of our railway lines, uh, some of them are modern, but some of them are very old and run down looking. Uh, And I'm not talking like they look architecturally old looking. I mean, they're they're actually quite old. Um, And Under St. James Station, I used to catch the train to St. James uh, every single day when I used to work in the CBD, Um, and I would walk across uh, Hyde Park, which is, I guess it's just Central Park equivalent, but in Sydney, we've got that and the Botanic Botanic Gardens, but basically it's this park that's in the middle of the city, Um, nowhere near as big as Central Park from from memory, Um, uh, but to kind of give you a contrast of what, what I'm talking about. And under St. James Station, there are two tunnels that aren't used for the railways. So they were originally built for that. They almost got completed, but then they stopped um, because they ran out of money or something. And at one point, they were converted into air raid shelters and uh, bunkers for up to, I think, 20,000 people uh, in case there was um, an air raid and people needed to kind of go underground into a bunker. That's how big these things were. But then I was going further and further reading and I read this thing, uh, I saw this thing where a guy was talking about uh, an underground lake. Now I know natural underground you know, water systems, you know, um, have a basic understanding about how they work, uh, but I was very curious about an underground lake and it turns out it's not a natural underground lake but rather a one kilometer stretch of underground railway has flooded uh, and it's roughly off memory off memory, about seven meters wide and up to five meters deep and one kilometer long that stretches under the CBD are uh, filled with water and it's a railway tunnel that's filled and apparently, I mean it's dark, when you go there you can't see, like you got to have torches and, and I mean there's, there's no lights and electricity under there, but apparently it was even a swimming, it is even at times a swimming hole. I tried to do some research to find out how and where people swim, the only thing I could find was a video with pictures of scuba divers going under there, um, but you could barely see them because the water is extremely murky. So who and what would use that as a a swimming hole or a place to swim? I have no idea. Uh, It looks like something out of a horror movie. Um, There's even spray paintings of like witchcraft and stuff on some of the walls. This thing is freaky looking. Um, So go and check out St. James Lakes and St. James Tunnels. Talking about Tamagotchis in this next segment has got... Well, sorry. Talking about Tamagotchis in the previous segment has got me in this segment thinking about uh, nostalgia and the favourite toys you used to play with when you were a kid. And I'm going back, I'm thinking, like, what are the top favourite things that I used to enjoy... um, uh, playing with it when I was a kid, like what toys. And the first thing that comes to mind has to be my Talk Boy, which was uh, a device that was first seen in the Home Alone movies. Um, and if you remember, it was like a cassette, that you, uh, like a gray thing, and it had like a, a microphone that come out, and you put a cassette in it and it would like modulate your voice. Um, I got that for Christmas once, Um, And I would get up to all kinds of mischief with that recording the voice changing it used to go like slow motion Um, you could like record it in real time if you remember the scene from home alone where? someone was trying to break into uh, I think it was the hotel room and he uh, had The young kid from home alone had the cassette player and he was in the bathroom and pretended that someone was in the shower and um, he recorded them I think that was the scene. And he recorded them to try and pretend that someone else, like there was an adult around so no one would break in, that he wasn't alone. I don't know. Anyway, that's one of the best toys that I had when I was a kid. I was also a huge fan of... Uh, I would probably wouldn't even call it a toy. It was more like... Uh, well, it was more of an educational toy. But anything where you had to, like, build something in a kit. Like, it might have been, like, build your own radio kit or... Um, You know, science experiments, like at home type kit Where you get like little test tubes and stuff uh, we have a crystal growing kit um, Something where you would basically have Or like a little circle port Anything that came in like a, had a box And I had all of these different things that you had to like build and put together Those toys when I was a kid, they were awesome Um, The other thing that comes to mind was probably my my original game boy like my 80s version creamy gray colored game boy you know the one with like the dot matrix screen. it wasn't even black and white it was virtually orange and black (laughs) there's this tinge of gold um that was probably my other one but thinking back i also used to like inventing stuff too does anybody remember doing stuff like that as a kid did you even do that as a kid i used to love like building stuff from scratch like if there was like something that was broken, I like to pull it apart, put it back together again, that was always a fun childhood memory. I remember one time I had like a bicycle helmet and I got two uh, toilet paper rolls or like paper towel rolls and I had stuck them together and I had pulled apart this other toy that had these two little light globes in it with like a battery pack and I'd like wire it up and stick it on top of the the toilet rolls that was stuck to the front of this bike helmet and I pushed the little globes in through the front of the toilet rolls so that they'd light up. And I was trying to invent like a night vision headset, goggle thing. Um, So I'd switch off the lights and then lights would switch on inside these two little toilet paper rolls and I'd feel like I was in night vision. It was stuff like that. That was what childhood was about. Like just, just fun. Nowadays you just talk on anchor while you're on the way to work. Oh yeah, and I confess the iced tea that i had yesterday was not lychee i lied i blatantly lied was guava guava and green tea apologies for that all right it's time for a call in this one's from kiana hey ivan how's it going this is kiana i want to send a quick call in over here to your station and um, say thank you for stopping by Mines and checking out my show yesterday, truly appreciate it I'm glad that you were enjoying what you heard so far thanks for adding me to your carousel and um, with that said I'll be checking out your station as well and I look forward to keeping in touch so I will see you around the ways, and I'll catch you on the next segment Hey Kiana. Thank you so much for your call in. Yes, I, I did add you to my carousel. Uh, I did love what you had on your over. In, uh, well, I can't even talk. I did love hearing what you had over on your station. Uh, apologies, it's taken me a couple of days to get your call in on here. As I said, I've been off the grid for a little bit, uh, but I am back on. I protect my carousel uh, like I protect. Uh, I don't even know what I was going to compare it to. I don't know, like you, like. I don't know, I protect my carousel. Uh, I don't put uh, random um, people on my carousel, only because if I load it up with a lot of people just for the point of favoriting, in hoping of getting somebody to favorite my station, then I'll miss out on hearing the people I actually want to listen to. So I don't like the whole horse trade of of favorite for favorite. Um, I never got into that on any other social media platform, um, and I definitely don't do it here in Anchor. But I enjoyed what I heard with you, so I did add you to my to my uh to my carousel so thank you so much for uh calling into my station and showing some love and appreciation back uh it means a lot and um yeah wherever you are in the world and whatever you're doing today i hope that you have a fantastic one so thanks again for your call in. Uh, bye for now oh thank you